All right, football fans, welcome to the World Cup Group Stage Recap Part 2. This was the games from Wednesday to Saturday. We have Malad Pornik live from Qatar at a concert. And we have Ahmed Yusuf live from his apartment, his sunny, sunny apartment with a great beard. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Thank you, Baggy. Thanks for having me. It's my first time on the uh, Football and Football show, and I just want to say it's an honor. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, Baggy. What a wonderful World Cup we're experiencing. Oh, it's, it's been amazing. Stuff. It's been absolutely amazing. I know Milah has limited time, so we're going to jump right in to, to Group A here, and we're going to talk about both of these games here. So first, Senegal beat Qatar 3-1, to and the Netherlands beat Ecuador, or tied Ecuador 1-1. to What did you guys think of these games? And this Give group. it over to Zakita. Um, I mean, none of the results are too surprising. We expected uh, Senegal to beat Qatar. I mean, I mean, Qatar scored, which I think is uh, nice to see uh, for the home country. You know, they deserve something for, I feel like, an exceptional World Cup that they have lost in. And uh, the other results were surprising. I mean, we know Ecuador is a strong team, but we didn't really expect them to, you know, hold... Uh, Netherlands back, but they have they have succeeded and have proved that they are one of the you know contenders out of this group uh, for sure, and it does leave uh, I think this group to be kind of still we don't expect uh, Qatar to defeat Netherlands, so that really opens up the number two spots and I think it's a it's a little bit of a toss up. I mean, of course Ecuador they can play it safe and they can try to go for a draw and. Advanced, but I feel like Senegal, uh, knowing that tactic, I think they definitely have to, you know, be aggressive. Yeah, for sure. Mila, what do you think of this Group A overall? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think host nation Qatar. It's uh, it's a bit of a shame for them to live without a point. So maybe they can do something against Netherlands just for their pride and you know, being the host. I think the when they lost the opening game it was the first time a host has lost the uh, opener, um, so that's tough. But yeah, I guess they've put up a fight, and uh, in their second game, I'd say they look better than in their first opener. Bit of the jitters away, and uh, you know. But uh, yeah, I think Zaki explained that group well. I think Netherlands is probably going to take it, and then Senegal and uh, Ecuador should be a great game for the second spot. Yeah. Uh, so let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, in this uh, Senegal Qatar game, Qatar almost drew a penalty early in the game, and I was surprised it wasn't awarded, given there's been softer penalties awarded earlier in this tournament, and they're the host country. Um, but you know, I'm glad they did score their goal. Uh, to go through this tournament without a goal would have been pretty embarrassing for them, like you mentioned. Um, you know, Qatar just doesn't look like they belong here. And um, soon enough, they won't belong because uh, they're the first team that are eliminated from this uh, this tournament, unfortunately. Um, and Senegal pretty much just took care of business. I mean, that's really what it came down to. They didn't do very much. They just kind of get, got what was given to them. Uh, and then as for the, the Netherlands game, the tie with Ecuador, I think uh, Gakpo is really emerging for the Netherlands. He scored and had an, an another chance on an amazing chip that he could have scored in as well. I think he's kind of emerging in this tournament, Gakpo for the Netherlands. Uh, Inter Valencia, uh, Valencia had, has three goals now in two games. 
Uh, he had another great shot on goal as well that could have been for for for, for a fourth goal. Um, it looked like uh, he got injured towards the end of the game there, so I hope he's going to be okay for the rest of this tournament. But one of the things that stood out to me is that it's fascinating to see the difference in style between Latin American teams and European teams. Um, you know, Latin American teams seem to be more aggressive and flashy, and the European teams seem to be more organized and methodical. And it's really interesting to see the way some of these games play out. So we're going to go ahead and move on to, to Group B, uh, the, the important group for our purposes here. Uh, Iran beat Wales 2-0, and the U.S. tied England 0-0. Uh, of course, our correspondent, our uh, Iranian correspondent, Milad Pornik, uh, was at the Iran-Wales game. So the floor is yours. What did you see there? First of all, what an atmosphere. I mean, just getting... I got to last around that day and just went to the stadium everything everyone was pumped up i think we all knew the first game there was so much pressure on the uh, team from you know outside and the media and all the people about what's going on in the country and sort of blaming them for everything and i think they were just really not themselves in that first game so i think they were really hyped up to uh, put in a good performance and we knew that against wales that's a very beatable team as uh, long as you control basically Bale and Ramsey and, you know, they had Kiefer Moore in, which I was worried about. I saw how big that guy is in real life and I was like, wow, I uh, hope we can deal with him. But I think uh, we were dominating really the first half and when we got that goal and then it was disallowed because of VAR, I was uh, so, so frustrated. And I, I realized what they talk about when they say how VAR just changes the emotions you know that goal goes and you just erupt and then it just gets disallowed so that was a big, big bummer um anyways yeah i thought we really dominated the game and then there was one time in the second half we had to hit, hit two goals straight after one another which was again like we were just thinking it's not going to be our day we're not going to get through it's going to be a nil nil and then when that yellow card got overturned to a red, that was a key moment, I thought, uh, near like 84th minute or something like that. And I think it was the right call. So they gave the goalie the red, and we just pushed through. And what a goal. I mean, I think it was the first goal outside the box in the whole tournament so far. Um, and it was from a defender who got subbed in. And, like, amazing. I, I was right behind, like, on the other side and great view of the goal uh you know crowd erupted and then just the second goal on the counter to finish it off was perfect as well so um here on wales amazing game and amazing finish and uh yeah i think one of them was like eight minutes in extra time and there's like 11 so that's just awesome incredible incredible and I want to I want to welcome Almar Yusuf here. Welcome, bro. Uh, 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 Zach attack. Sorry, I had to, to to mute you because there was some background noise. But if you want if you want to unmute yourself here, um, I'm not sure how to to unmute you. There you go. Go ahead, go ahead. But yeah, so what what did you think of Group B overall here? The uh, the Iranians beating the Welsh and then the uh, English tying the Americans. Um, uh, me right, not Omar. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Zach. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's fantastic uh, the experience that we had uh, with uh, experience in Qatar. I mean, being there, I'm sure, was amazing. Um, 
So overall, like the Wales uh, United game, definitely you know was the entertainment game of the you know I guess that game week. Um, but taking to the, the, let me just talk about the other game, the U.S. versus England. You, I think USA kind uh, kind of showed like their strength. They have a young team that is talented, but they don't always get the the spotlight. They're always kind of just you know because of USA missing out in the last World Cup, they always have this. I guess baggage that they have to kind of you know justify, but they really played their heart out. I think that they were the better team, and you know they should have they should have had one on England. I think uh, at least. So uh, really, many props to them, and also them making this group like really. I mean, I think it's really exciting. I mean, England they do have the goal difference because of the first game, um, but I mean honestly, I think at this point, I, I feel like the, this whole group is still wide open. Maybe Wales can beat, uh, you know, England with a narrow one, and who knows? Maybe I think uh, <clears throat> Iran USA can be. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, I think the permutations in this group is just like amazing. We do expect England to somehow go through because of you know their advantages, but I, I feel like the 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 second team it'll be one to watch for. Yeah, for sure. Oh, why? What did you see overall in Group B here? Iran beating Wales and U.S. tying England. So I actually missed the the Iran Wales game, but I, I think the thing that stood out to me was the Welsh fan after the game. I don't know if you saw us, but he said that it's the biggest victory for Iran since uh, the Iron Sheikh beat Bob Backlund at WrestleMania. So that kind of, that kind of, you know, I, I love that. But I, I will say, I think um, maybe I and maybe a lot of other people have kind of underestimated the Iranian team. Uh, it seems like they're actually a pretty good team. Like I, I, I didn't think they would be this good, to be honest. But hey, that's probably my fault. They, that defense, I, from what I remember, last World Cup was really well too. They, they gave Argentina a really hard time in that last World Cup, and it seems like it's kind of carrying over. So, you know, good for them. Like it's good to see that. Um, that um, the English American game was kind of fascinating to me because I think you can look at it as in two ways for the English on one hand you could say hey they kind of I mean I know it's a tie but they kind of lost that game if you think about it considering how much they um, <clears throat> you know how much uh, superior talent they probably have but at the same time I wonder how much they're actually trying to win that game because they probably didn't need to win that game to be honest with you uh, but for the Americans I do think it was kind of a win in a way because nobody really thought that they had much of a not, I wouldn't say much of a chance, but I think everybody thought that the English side was a lot better. Um, so, you know, kudos to them. I agree with, with uh, what Mo said earlier that, the you know, I think the American side is kind of showing that they're, they're, they're a lot better than what they've been in the past. So that's kind of what I took away from them. It, it'll be interesting to see how this group finishes out, to be honest. It's really mm-hmm. fascinating. Very, very interesting. Yeah, you know, um, so... Sorry, Malad. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to see how to unmute you because I had to unmute you because of the. Uh... Yeah, I got sorry, I gotta head out, but I'll, okay. I'll listen to this cast after. And thanks so much for having me. Absolutely, thanks so much, Malad. Enjoy it, bro. Thanks, guys. Take yeah. care. Thank you. Take care, bro. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, so uh, Gareth Bale is now the most capped uh, Welsh player. He has 110. Um, and he doesn't have a lot to show for it. This is a you know a, a world class player um, throughout his career, and you know he doesn't have much to show for it. Unfortunately, um, Kiefer Moore, he's I think I thought he earned the start after what he did in the first game. He had a great chance early in the game in front of the goal, and if he put it anywhere else in the goal, I think he he could have scored. That could have changed the trajectory of this game. Um, 
Iran had also two straight shots that went off the post uh, early in the second half. Uh, very unlucky there. Um, but when Hennessy, the, um, the the Welsh goalie, came out and tried to clear that ball, I don't know what he was doing. That was an extremely, extremely sloppy approach towards the ball. And he earned that red card, and the game changed after that. Um, when you're playing with 10 men, you're just at a big disadvantage. Um you know, like uh, Milad mentioned, um, amazing goals by the you know Iranian players here, um, and yeah, I mean, essentially, they I, I thought they, they they earned this they earned this win big time, um, and you know, for the uh, the American versus uh, England game, um, I thought the American team had. Incredible fitness is, which is what they're known for. Kind of, they have stamina, they have fitness, but they really have uh, no finishing. They have no strikers. I mean, they even tried to bring in this guy Haji Wright. I've never heard of that guy. Apparently, I guess he plays in the Turkish league. Um, he couldn't do anything. Um, but for me, I thought this was England's failure to utilize players well. Um, I thought them not starting Rashford was a mistake. I think Rashford is. Uh, a better and more um, physical player than I, either Saka or especially Sterling. And I think that works well against a, an American team. You have to be more physical. Um, and, and and Foden and Trent uh, being two of the best attacking players on England, not even seeing the field here, uh, I think that was a huge, huge mistake, especially in a 0-0 game. You know, if you're up one or, or you, you know, um, to not utilize them, in a game like this, I thought was um, a, a real miscalculation. So we'll see what they do in the next game. England maybe feels like they have this in the bag against Wales, but that uh, Iran-America game is going to be an incredible game. So we'll move on to Group C here. Uh, Poland beating uh, uh, Saudi Arabia 2-0 and Argentina uh, beating Mexico, uh, which just happened here, 2-0 as well. So we'll start with you, O.Y., what do you think of this group so far? <laughs> so I actually missed um, I missed the first match, um, so I need to I guess rewatch it. But kind of judging from what you guys were talking about, it seems like Saudi actually played fairly well. At least like they showed up and they competed, which I think for them is a lot more than any of us would have probably thought going in. So I can't really speak too much about about that match. Um, for the one that just ended. Um, I mean, obviously, like, I'm happy, but I got to say, that first half was not pretty. <laughs> like, that, I, I don't, it, it's like Argentina, like, didn't realize you have to shoot, like, to score. I, like, I don't, the, it, they looked very disjointed. The offense was very sloppy. Um, I think some of that might be because, again, I think Mexico was trying to muddy up the game a little bit, be very physical, push them around, which is fine. Uh, but, yeah, you got to play through that. And I think the second half, um, they, I think the 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 light kind of like it kind of turned on. I think the Messi goal was a catalyst, and you know the offense really kind of came to life in the second half. So it'll be interesting to see if they can carry that over. It could be like the spark plug that they needed in the tournament, because yeah, the the offense looked pretty dead to be honest with you. Um, so we'll see. I, I hope ho hopefully it can carry over. The the Mexican side, I think you know, was very physical. I thought they were very aggressive in the first half. Um, you know, I, I thought it was funny to me because the um, the stats all said that Argentina was winning on possession, but it just seemed like 
Mexico was constantly on that side of the field the whole first or most of the first half. So I just thought that that was funny how it played out. So, yeah, you know, I, they have like a must-win game now uh, against Poland. So that's going to be – those two teams were the two teams that I thought were going to compete for that second spot. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out, especially with like the goal differential now. Yeah, absolutely. Zachy, what do you think of this group, Group C? Uh, no, I mean, uh, definitely Argentina with uh, all the critiques, they still uh, got a win. And, um, you know, they. I, I feel like they kind of, I'm, I'm going to say it's not that they're entitled to the, this win, but they do have the talent for it. It's just even though they're not synchronizing, they don't really have much of, I feel like Mexico was, I feel like, you know, almost uh, went, for, you know, equal, like head to head. And they were they were on, on times it looked like it was Mexico Mexico was the uh, the more the stronger side, but somehow you know Messi with just one touch his only touch I think is that half I, I would believe in that half he just basically shows his class I mean that's uh, you know what, what can Mexico do about that and and then also the, the second even the second goal was another I think uh, talent showing these are not goals that basically. You're uh, hardly earning. You're basically just kind of given a soft chance, and the players just, you know, uh, maximizing it. So it's it's just that that is the thing. I mean, it's very unlucky for Mexico that they have to be, you know, like they played so well, but somehow Argentina with some some good talent, they're able to just find the win. And then then Poland. I feel like Poland did get a bit lucky. I have to say, like uh, Saudi Arabia definitely had much more chances. And uh, the Poland, they got, I think their second goal was definitely some, you know, meaning yeah, it was a defensive error. And then the first goal, I mean, yes, it's a, you know, it's a goal, but at the same time, it was, um, meaning it was, it was not a, it was not a confusing goal, in my opinion. Um, and Saudi Arabia, definitely, they have shown their threat. So it will be very interesting to see Saudi Arabia versus Mexico. Mexico, on our hand, they do have a stronger team on the paper. But Saudi Arabia, with their win against um, win against Argentina, and they're just basically showing more teeth. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that game, you know, pans, pans out. But I'm gonna have to say, with uh, Argentina uh, getting this momentum, they'll definitely uh, look into win against Poland. Yeah, you know, we t- we talked about this in the chat. Saudi had 16 shots on goal, and z- sorry, 16 shots total, and 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 zero wow. goals. So. Um, you know, Dosari, uh, he, he, he missed a, a penalty, uh, very, very weakly taken, as I mentioned before, you know, you, when you're, when you're playing against uh, a team like that, you have to pick one of the sides and just go for it, just blast it in there. It was kind of a weak, it was kind of in, you know, like halfway into the, um, where the goalie could get it. I thought that that was a really big missed opportunity. Um, Saudi kept skying the ball. You know, you have to keep your head down when you're kicking the ball. They kept just kicking it really high. I think they... You know, they were nervous through most of this game. Uh, I thought Matty Cash, who is suddenly Polish, you know, I thought he was English, but he's playing for the Polish team now. He was very, very aggressive during this game. A lot of elbows, a lot of jumping, a lot of pushing people out of the way. He really kind of was very physical with uh, with, with the Saudi uh, uh, offense here. Um, Szczesny, though, I have to say, the Polish goalie, for me, he might be the player of the tournament so far. Uh, he has, you know... Mexico was peppering him with shots all last game, and he got peppered with shots today too, and he, he saved a penalty. So for me, he might be the, the, the at least the goalie of the tournament so far. Um, you know, Lewandowski, 
I thought he looked great today. Um, he had a goal and assist, and then he could have had another goal on another chip that the goalie for Saudi barely uh, saved there. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned, this um, this last Saudi versus Mexico game is going to be very interesting. For the Argentina game, I thought they finally woke up in the second half, and it was essentially two world class goals. Uh, one by you know the senior on the team, and one by the junior on the team. Um, really, really incredible goals. And uh, Mexico hasn't scored yet, and I haven't seen um, a lot of promise from their striking ability. So we'll see if that changes versus Saudi. I like El Oues. I think he's a good goalie. So that last game is going to be very interesting. So we'll see what happens here. Uh, moving on to Group D, uh, Australia beating Tunisia 1-0 and France beating Denmark 2-1. What do you What do you guys think of this group? So 
I mean, I don't. It's it's really funny. Like that's why I said that in the chat. I don't. I don't think Mbappe on the club side is like on Messi Ronaldo level. But I think for some reason, you know, some guys do this when he plays. You know, for the for the national side, his his class kind of you know he kind of starts playing a lot better. And I think you're seeing that right now. He's he's playing really well. He, I think this is his third goal so far. So I think that was like my big takeaway from France. And I would say that. Better than I, I think Griezmann's pass on that goal that he scored was actually what I thought that was a fantastic pass by Griezmann, you know, crossing over. Because if you look at it, Mbappe didn't really have to do much; he kind of just like knocked into it with his with his like side. So, uh, yeah, kudos to the French side, man. I think like you saw like their their talent kind of shining through. But I I, I, I will echo I was impressed by Denmark, so I'd be interested to see what they do in this last game. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. You know, for the first game um, for Tunisia, Jebeli is really the only remotely talented striker or even attacking player on this team. But he can't do it alone. You know, I mean, they really they haven't scored in this tournament yet. And it's because he's kind of an average striker and they have no one else really to help him. Um, but, you know, the Socceroos got a, uh, a great glancing header into into the goal. I mean, they didn't really do much the rest of the game. I, th- I think Tunisia ha- does have a pretty good goalie. Um, you know, and, and that was really this game. It was just that one glancing header. But otherwise, Tunisia-Australia, pretty evenly matched. Um, for the second game, uh, you know, people were arguing about whether that pull down of uh, Mbappe should have been a red card. I think I- – I'm glad it wasn't. I think that was – too soft to be awarded a red card, so I'm glad they just gave it a yellow. Um, otherwise, like you guys mentioned, Mbappe, he showed why he's one of the best players in the world, and you're right. He does play better for France than he does for his club teams. Um, some other players, Rabiot, he almost had like an amazing scissor kick goal for, for France as well. I think he's another emerging player in this tournament. I hadn't known about him before, but he's a great player for France. Um Christensen had that great heading goal for for Denmark to win it before the the defender got there. But you know, Zach, you mentioned uh, this last game is going to be really interesting if France don't play their their you know their players if they play that B team and and give Tunisia a chance here. I mean, France does have have depth, but if they don't care about winning this game and Tunisia comes out and wins, and then you know the, the result of this uh, Denmark Australia game is I don't know if it's like a tie or something. Um, then uh, I think maybe Tunisia can advance if they score like a lot of goals. So that's going to be really interesting. That poses kind of an interesting question about when teams already have advanced in a, in a tournament, you know, if they don't play their best players. But, yeah, we shall see. Moving on to Group E here. Uh, Spain beating Costa Rica 7-0 and Japan beating Germany 2-1. We'll start with Omar Yusuf here. What did you think of this uh, this group? Bro, that Spain game, I know – I know all Saudi fans were happy about that because it kind of took, it kind of took the, the 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 pressure off of them. But yeah, man, I was that was a complete domination in that game. Um, I I wasn't expecting them to win that. I guess uh, in in such a dominant fashion. But I think they kind of showed their class. They are one of the most complete teams in this tournament. Um, <clears throat> for the other game, like man, that that was a shocker. I. I, I liked the Japanese side. I liked their team, but I did not expect them to compete with Germany, let alone beat them. So it's it's for for fans. I think you know this this first round has like been very exciting because you've gotten these upsets, you've gotten these surprises in the first round, and that was 
one of, if not the biggest surprise and upset of that of this first round. So, um, I expect Germany to bounce back. I don't think that this is going to like derail them. But you know, when you have stuff like this, this is what sets up these situations. Because we've talked about like three groups now, and each group I think has a situation where like that last game or those last sets of games, you can have wildly different scenarios, and so that's. That's kind of like what I get from this. This just makes it so much more exciting. So the parody, well, not quite parody, but I guess like these upsets that we're seeing are really, you know, kind of elevating the excitement and the possibility of what, what can happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Zach? No, uh, yeah, I think um, these upsets are what we want to see more, but it doesn't always happen. I feel like every welcome you see maybe a couple of them. And we're praying that that's not the end of this World Cup with the, you know Saudi Arabia beating Argentina and then Japan beating Germany. We probably want to see more as a you know as neutral fans. Um, but no, I think um, both results are interesting. Uh, Spain they don't have uh, the, the they're not coming as the, the contenders in this tournament. They're not a 2010 team. They're not a 2012 team. They, I mean, I think their uh, their team is is a, it's a strong team. It is a talented team. Nevertheless, it's not the team that you'd expect to kind of you know go and beat Brazil and you know like I think the the, the, the tournament favorites basically. Uh, nevertheless, I think they are extremely clinical and they have they are showing that no, you know what, we can be one of the favorites. The, the Spain of you know like a decade ago, you know it's still they're very very still there. So we'll see what happens in the next game against Germany, which, which reminds, uh, which kind of brings me to the Germany versus Japan game. Uh, the result is very surprising, but at the same time, if you look at the you know, how the game has been played, Japan kind of earned it. They played extremely smart. It was not a fluke. They held off Germany where they were weak, and they capitalized where they are strong, and they, they just they just capitalized the chances. Um, <clears throat> I think that second finish was exceptional. Uh, he he did everything a uh, a striker should do, a center forward should do. That in that position, he used his body, he used his pace, and he took the chances that I think a, a strong center like center forward with a lot of confidence would take, rather than trying to you know like basically find a partner to finish off. He was an acute angle, but he he finished it. Now the technical part of that is that Japan. I mean, they're uh, they have always been known to the technical you know as a as a strong technical side, but they they don't always use it as wisely as they have done against the German. And Germany, I mean, they uh, I, I just feel like they're not the you know they, again they're not also coming on as the, the the German team that we used to always know that they're the favorites. They're not coming as a strong German team, but nevertheless, we expected a little bit more out of them. You know, uh, especially you know uh, middle team middle tier team like Japan. So anyway, we'll see what happens. Spain versus Germany. We see Spain kind of flying high. Germany, they you know it's that chance to see if they can still survive. So it'll be a very interesting game. That's going to be yeah one of the, the the games I'm looking forward to the most. My big question after that first game is what happened to Kaylor Navas? This guy is supposed to be like a world class goalie, and some of these goals were you know he touched them and he, he they were very savable goals. Um, I don't know if it was his, you know, that platinum blonde hair that he uh, that he has now. I don't know is that is that his new look or whatever. But like, 
allowing seven goals uh, against this team, like you said, this isn't the 2010 Spain team. I was very, very shocked. But, you know, kudos to Spain for their finishing skills. Um, I think they're going to be a very dangerous team because, as we saw in this first round of games, there's not a lot of people that have great finishers um, in the tournament that we've seen so far. Um, Costa Rica had zero offensive threat. I, I didn't see them do a single thing all, all game on offense. Um, and for the other game, I thought, you know, as a lot of people mentioned, uh, sorry, Zach, I have to, to mute. There's some feedback, but, uh, Germany was too focused on the political aspect of this, you know, like, uh, this thing about the rainbow armband and covering their mouth before the game and, and, um, you know, they got what they deserved. And, you know, even like after on, on Twitter they're you know, they were talking about how, oh, they don't regret it and all this kind of stuff. Well, I mean, they earned themselves a loss. They weren't they weren't focused on this game, and you know the Japanese are. They've always been a very clever, very kind of hardworking team, and they do this in a lot of World Cups, Japan and South Korea. Um, and I thought they really earned this. They really earned this win. Um, even the that penalty that Japan conceded, um, the goalie was just trying to get back up. You know, like he had fallen, he was just trying to get back up, and the German player just happened to be right in front of him. So he he just happened to like leverage him as he was trying to get up. So I don't think that that was really an earned penalty for them at all. Um, but what I see in this on on this German team is just Gundawan. That's it. Who's a Turk, by the way, not even a real German. Um, and that's that's all they really have on this team. He he scored the penalty and he had one shot on goal, and um, that's really their own. Uh, their only um, you know offensive output in this game, um, the, the the angle on that second Japanese goal was incredible, and also he was fighting through contact as he got that goal. Um, really, really well deserved. Really impressive. And uh, you know I might be biased, but I'm pulling for Spain to just knock Germany out of this tournament next game, and I think that they can do it. So we shall see. Moving on to to Group F here, uh, Morocco. Uh, tied Croatia 0-0, and Belgium beat Canada 1-0. Not a lot of goals in this uh, in this group so far. But Zach, uh, go ahead. Uh, you can unmute yourself here and, and tell me what you think about this. Uh, sorry about the background noise. We might still have a few more. Okay. Uh, so, Belgium, Canada. I mean, I just have to say, Canada, what an impressive performance by them, you know. I think the, it could have gone their way. That game could have been theirs, actually. You know, it looked like so. And they missed penalty as well, not, not to mention. And Alfonso Davies, even though he missed the, the penalty, what a player. I mean, he really just ran the whole left flank for, you know, I, I guess. I mean, there was like no, uh, no defender, no midfielder of Belgium that could stop this guy. So, I mean, we already know that he's a talent. But, you know, in the world stage, he definitely, you know, kind of lived up to his name and even have done more, I would say. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I think Belgium, they, they are looking uh, lackluster. I mean, they always come off as uh, one of the teams that does well, but then doesn't really kind of, you know, show up at the, the biggest locations. But they are starting very slow. So we'll see, you know, if this is one of the, the teams uh, you have seen in the past that they, t- uh, they start very slow and eventually bring up their momentum. So maybe that's the case. Now, Morocco versus Croatia, uh, a strong performance by Morocco to hold up Croatia. I have to say, uh, I think similar to Tunisia, not just because they're both North African teams, uh, they also don't have uh, a lot of, I feel like their finishing is 
not there yet. But in terms of their the their, their midfield, the defensive work, you, you could really see that they you know it was quite even between uh, Morocco and Croatia. Um, so we'll see how they can. Um, I feel like the next matchup is Belgium versus Morocco. So we'll see. You know. Um, that should be interesting to see whether Belgium they can use their momentum, or Morocco they can learn something from the previous game and actually you know produce a win or even a tie with some goals. So we'll see um, you know how that turns out. But yeah, I mean I'm gonna have to say with all these results, very interesting World Cup. Yeah. Oh why? What did you see in this group? Yeah. So uh, again, Morocco and Croatia is probably a match I can't speak too much on. I I missed that one. Um, <clears throat> so the other game, though, I, I agree. I think Canada. Um, I was really impressed with their showing here. Um, I think Belgium. <clears throat> I I still think they're a very talented team, but for for whatever reason, you know, I, they haven't been quite able to kind of put it all together at the right moment. I know, like they always get through and they get close to getting to the end, but they can't quite put it put it together. But <clears throat> you know. Um, it's funny, I, I saw, I know KDB won the uh, man of the match, but he was like, I played like crap, so I don't know why I got, <laughs> why I got this. Um, so it'll be kind of interesting to see if they can start to gel moving forward. And this is another group where, you know, that second spot just seems kind of open. You know, it's like, okay, like, which one of these teams is going to take that second? Because I think Belgium is definitely going to make it up, but it's like, okay, which... Between Canada's strong performance, Morocco's good performance, um, and Croatia, there, you know, wh- wh- who's going to take this this second spot? And I'm going to assume that Croatia will probably take it, but I don't know. Like I, 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 I can see if Canada has another strong performance, they can, you know, maybe take this out. But I know Morocco is also one of the better um, African teams here, so it'll be interesting to see if they can kind of like put on another strong performance and get themselves out of the group here. You know, Morocco and Croatia seem perfectly evenly matched to me. Uh, there were no goals, but there were many chances, both on offense and defense. I think these are very evenly matched teams, which was really interesting to see. You know, on Croatia, you have Perisic and Modric, and then on Morocco, you have Ziyech and, and, and Hakimi, and even that goalie, uh, Bono. i never heard of him in my life. But he was a very good goalie for Morocco. So um, that was really interesting to see how evenly matched they were. Uh, for the other side, uh, Canada, like Zach mentioned, uh, Davies, um, he played very well, but you can't miss a penalty like that. I mean, that's a huge opportunity for this team to go 1-0 on, on Belgium, and they just couldn't uh, you know, c- couldn't take up that opportunity. But I have to say, you know, Courtois, uh, he, he's a guy, he's very lengthy, of course, right? He's a perfect goalie. Um but his, his level of play I've seen over the past year or two years, especially what he did with Real Madrid against Liverpool, um, he's also one of the best you know goalies in the world, if not the best, honestly. Um, Belgian team overall, uh, they're not as deadly as I thought they were coming into this tournament. And I guess they've established a reputation now that they don't come up big in big moments, even though they have good players on their team. So that's that's a, kind of a really interesting development for for Belgium. I don't know if they they've been looking for a a coach that suits them well. Um, I guess is it still Roberto Martinez? I don't know. Maybe he's just not the right guy for this team. Uh, and I think Canada actually had a lot of decent chances. Um, 
and I think in these upcoming games against Morocco and Croatia, I think they will score. Uh, when they're not up against Courtois on, in goal, I think that they're going to have a good chance to score and and uh, at least score. I don't know about win, but I think Canada will score in this in this group. So moving on to Group G, uh, Brazil beating Serbia 2-0 and Switzerland beating Cameroon 1-0. We'll start with you, Zach Attack. What do you think of this group? Um, so, uh, Brazil, I think they're, um, they have shown that, you know, why they're the favorites, they came up with some spectacular goals, especially the second one by Richarlison, no, no doubt. Uh, so we'll, we'll see if, uh, this is a slow start for them or this is, uh, just their average. It is, uh, I mean, take, I mean, they, they came up, I mean, they're the favorites, they're number one team right now. And. They're, they're the front line. I mean, you can replace uh, three of them, get another three fresh striker, and still maintain that world class. You know, so it's just amazing to see. Um, and yeah, it'll, it'll be very interesting to, to see if they can win it all or who knocks them out. So I'm, I'm just kind of waiting for <laughs> either one to see <laughs> uh, what happens. Who can stop them? That's really the, the question in this World Cup. But yeah, so uh, sorry. What was the other? Uh, I don't have my laptop. What there was, the was uh, it was Switzerland beating Cameroon one zero. Yeah, uh, that that game. I, I feel like uh, I mean, the better team did win. Um, uh, Cameroon did not really have. Uh, I, I feel like the the answer to Switzerland. Like they could have gotten one more. I think if, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't think any of the team. Uh, it is really Brazil. And uh, the other teams are just not looking as strong. Uh, I, I feel like it will be Switzerland that gets the second spot. It's not going to be Serbia or Cameroon. So we'll see if uh, anyone can uh, have a upset. Of course, upset meaning yeah, yeah, aside from Brazil, which will be which will be hard. <laughs> it's not impossible, but it will be really hard to see upset in that group with uh, Brazil. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I, I don't see any of these teams in the group beating Brazil. I think it would have to be. It would have to be in the knockout rounds. Um, <clears throat> they're just too strong, too talented. And honestly, even without Neymar, they're probably still the most talented team in, in, in the tournament. Um, <clears throat> the other game, I this was my fault. I think I actually picked Cameroon to, to beat Switzerland because I thought it was they were more evenly matched. But you know, kudos to Switzerland for. I, I thought you know they they played par- fairly well. I think. Um, and they'll probably end up making it out of the group, like like uh, like Zaki was saying. But I, I, I think this is uh, maybe more so than any of the other groups. The the disparity between the top team and the rest of the team is very apparent here. Agree, big time. This is absolutely the most lopsided group. Uh, like you mentioned, even without Neymar, their best player, they can still be extremely competitive and the best, which is saying a lot for their depth. Uh, Richarlison, what a difference maker. I mean, you know, that, that amazing goal he had. He was practicing practicing that before the game. They showed that as well, that kick. So um, that brace he had was really the difference. I will say, though, Zach, I don't know if you agree here, but uh, Paqueta, this guy seems to be one of the most overrated players I've ever seen. I don't know why he's starting for Brazil. Uh, he seems to be actually, He seems to be absolutely useless to me. Um, Paqueta, Lucas Paqueta. Uh, he, he, he does nothing. And they have so much depth that they can bring in. I don't know why he's still starting for this team. I hope they take him out, bring somebody else in. Um, Serbia really only has Mitrovic. Um, and the service for him is just 
very, very poor. Uh, just not not up to you know the standard of you know if he's gonna if Serbia's gonna do anything, it's just gonna be him creating on his own. Uh, Cameroon, I thought had some chances uh, that they couldn't finish. They kept whizzing the ball across the face of the goal uh, for some reason, and there there was just nobody there to to, to tap it in. Uh, and for Switzerland, it was really just Mbolo, and Mbolo looks like kind of like a Lukaku. <coughs> You know, that's what he looks like to me, kind of like a big-bodied guy. And, and um, so that's interesting. I didn't know about this guy before. So we'll see if he continues to have success here. But, um, yeah, none of these teams are even in the same category as Brazil. So it'll be interesting to, who, to see who, who who gets second here. But moving on to uh, to Group H as I'm, I'm losing light here. But um, Uruguay tied South Korea 0-0. And uh, Portugal beat Ghana uh, 3-2. Um, yeah, what did you guys think of this? Yeah, I mean, um, I think the, the results are not surprising. Uh, South Korea looked very strong. Uh, I think uh, they're, we, we don't really hear, I mean, we know that they're a strong team. Uh, they have gone to the semifinals. Of course, that was their home soil. But ever since that, we do have, they do have a lot of talent in Europe, but we always kind of look at Uruguay and Portugal as like traditional powerhouses, but this group to me was always going to be uh, it's, it's going to be very interesting for me. I think this is like one group where uh, the group stages make it very fun. So and the results so far do kind of show that. So Ghana is ranked the, the bottom in this whole tournament, but they even they gave Portugal like a run for their money. Like they actually came three two, and uh, Portugal like they, they have shown that they can they can score, they can make the game fun. So can Ghana. On the other hand, the other game, even though it was 0-0, we have seen that both teams, they do have talent to score. So we're going to be, it, it is it is a one group where I still can't predict who is going to leave and who is going to go, you know, who is going to stay. I feel like that is one, a, a group to uh, makes this group stage really fun. Yeah, I, uh, I would agree. I think this is actually the exact opposite of the previous group we talked about. This one is maybe the most wide open. Um, I I actually thought that Ghana was going to win that game. To be honest, I predicted them to win. I think it was three two, and the score was inverted. Uh, that game, what I the main thing I was kind of looking for was how is Ronaldo going to look with, with everything that's been going on with him at United. You know what's what does he have left in the tank? And you know that's kind of we talked about it a little bit in the chat, and it seems like he's fit enough to still be a pretty good player. So if, if he can start kind of coming on, I think, you know, he can, he can take this team to the next level and maybe make them the favorites out of this group. But, uh, yeah, this, this, this group is very wide open. I, I can see, if I had to rank them, I would probably put Portugal, Ghana, and then Korea based on what I, I'm thinking. But, again, this one's open, and I can... I can see this going in so many different ways. So this last set of games coming up is going to be really like fun to watch. Very. Uh, you know, for the first game, I'm glad that Sun is playing and he played with that Phantom of, uh, of the Opera Mask and he had some chances here. Um, I don't think either of these teams had a shot on target in the first half. Um, and each team had a couple shots in the second half. I think, you know, Uruguay... Overall, had the better chances. I think they they hit the post uh, one time, uh, but overall it seemed pretty evenly matched. Um, 
it's interesting to see what's happened to Uruguay over the years, how they haven't kind of like replenished some of these older guys, Cavani and Suarez. With uh, Even Darwin doesn't seem like a good finisher to me. I know, Zach, you're a big fan of uh, Valverde. Um, I don't know. I didn't see him do much this game. Um, the uh, For the other game, you know, of course, you know, they said that that penalty awarded to Ronaldo was kind of a weak um a weak PK, and I I do agree. It wasn't the weakest of the tournament. I thought the weakest was uh, the one they awarded to uh, to Argentina um, against against Saudi. Uh, you know, I, I I think it's it's kind of clear that they do want you know Messi and Ronaldo to be highlighted because this might be their last uh, World Cup. Um, and uh, you know they they gave them both one, which was which was good. I you know I was happy to see them them both after that was awarded them them both playing better. Um, but I hope these soft PK stuff like doesn't continue. I hope they, they, you know, give it based on merit. Um, other than that, yeah, this Ghana Portugal game was very, very even great finishes for all four, you know, on all four goals in the second half. Um, but you know, I'm curious why they, they didn't start Jose Sa in goal for Portugal and they, they did Diego Costa instead. I, 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 I don't think he's that great, and it showed kind of at the end of the game there that um, you know he's prone to to some of these mental mistakes like he did. Uh, but I thought this game, like you mentioned, oh why should have been inverted? It, it very you know easily could have been three two Ghana. So to see the way that rest of this uh, this tournament uh, or this group goes is going to be really interesting to see. So that was our uh, group stage recap here on the um, uh, part two. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how these third games go. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and, and cl- conclude it here. So this has been the Football v. Football podcast. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, now we're on a bunch of uh, different podcast platforms in addition to Apple and Spotify. Uh, we've been added to a bunch now. Uh, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio. Um, there's a few at Google. Th- th- there's a bunch now. So wherever you get your podcast from, we will likely be there now. Uh, and you can support this podcast on Kofi. So thank you all. I really appreciate it. Omar Youssef and Zach Youssef for joining today. And have a fantastic day, football fans. Continue enjoying the World Cup.